welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Ash Alpert. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Dr. Ash Alpert. I'm a postdoctoral fellow in health services research at Brown University, and I'm a hematologist and medical oncologist. And my research focuses on improving the experiences and outcomes of transgender people with cancer. So would you like to tell us a little bit about the two posters that you presented at ASCO recently? I'd be happy to. So one of the posters was about associations between violence and cancer risk factors for transgender and cisgender people. Um, and the other poster was about uh, prevalence of cancer risk factors in transgender and cisgender people. So what we did was we developed a database um, of transgender people seen at our institution, which was the University of Rochester, where I did my fellowship. And we did this um, by a combination of keyword searches, diagnosis codes, and then there, there was a question in our electronic health record, does your gender differ from your sex assigned at birth? So we used those three methods, pulled all of the folks that we found with those methods, and then did a manual review of their charts, and then um, created a matched cisgender cohort, matched on age and uh, follow-up time. And then we, so then trying to find experiences of violence was another challenge for us. So experiences of violence are not well documented with diagnosis codes. So we decided to develop a keyword search and we developed a list of keywords based on the literature around different types of violence. And we were looking for intimate partner violence, violence that people experienced in childhood, including in families, we were looking for violence experienced with strangers. We were looking for hate-based violence, so violence related to racism, transphobia, or other, other aspects like that. And then we were also interested in violence experienced with police and in prisons in the context of war. So we really wanted to find kind of like the breadth of the experiences that we, people were having. So we used various risk assessment tools. We used qualitative research. We brought in experts in different types of violence. We brought in um, emergency department physicians, social workers, and other folks to help us enrich this keyword list. And then we just tested it with uh, randomly selected cisgender people, and then eventually a small group of transgender people as well, because we wanted to see how well it, it worked. And we, we iterated on it and over and over again until we felt like we had a pretty good list. And then we ran that um, in our transgender and cisgender cohort to look for experiences of violence. We were never able to find realistic numbers of violence in the elderly population, violence experienced with police or in prisons. And so that was interesting to us. You know, what does it mean potentially about our list, but also what does it mean about what's being documented in the electronic health record and why? And then once we had looked for violence, we looked for associations between violence and cancer risk factors, including BMI greater than or equal to 40, smoking, and a number of other, other things, especially viruses like HIV, hepatitis, and HPV. Um, and what we found uh, was that trans people experience very, very, very high rates of violence, much higher than the rates of violence experienced by cisgender people at um, various times in the life course and in many, many different settings. 
Um, and it was not surprising to see that, but it was very upsetting and stark to see that. So in our, in our sample, one half of the transgender people had experienced some type of violence. One third of transgender people had experienced violence in childhood. One quarter had experienced violence from family members. Um, and the numbers go on and on. And all of our p-values comparing the violence experienced by trans people to the violence experienced by cis people were less than 0 0.001. So it's very, very distressing to see those numbers. And then the other thing that, that we found is that for cisgender and transgender people, violence is statistically significantly associated with BMI greater than or equal to 40 and smoking. The numbers of people with the viruses that we looked for were so small that we weren't really able to assess for association. Um, but but for these cancer risk factors, they were they were strong, and the p values were always less than zero point zero five. So, with these results in mind, is there any way that practicing oncologists can begin to apply them to practice? I think, in general, oncologists don't think about a about violence is an issue that affects their patients. But in this study, I think the most important thing that we've shown is that violence is an issue for oncology to consider. And that um, in addition to, to talking about behavioral interventions and other things to help people quit smoking or lose weight, that we really need to think about stigma, discrimination and violence and how, and how those are outside of the control of the individual oftentimes and how we have the power to, to impact them with laws and policies and even the ways that we conduct ourselves in our clinics. So although we didn't, we, we did actually look at violence experience in healthcare and we also looked, we didn't report this in the study, but we looked at stigma that we found in the notes of clinicians. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one, one thing that all clinicians can think about is what, what are the types of violence that patients are experiencing actually in the clinical setting, especially when those are patients who experience marginalization and stigma in general, and how can that be intervened upon? So do you have any other research ongoing in this area? So the next steps are to um, think about how we can further explore stigma that trans people are experiencing in healthcare settings and add that to our data. So we're working with something called structural equation modeling. And the way that works is you create a model of how you think things fit together. So in other words, um, people experience violence. This leads to mental distress and that leads to cancer, but also the violence itself leads to cancer. So we are going to plug in the stigma that trans people experience in medical settings into our model and see if that makes it fit better. That's exciting. Thank you again for sharing this with us today. Thank you so much for asking about it. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.